Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tonight, Michael Brown joins me here. This is the former FEMA director. Talk show host Michael Brown. Brownie. Now. Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. The Situation with Michael Brown. You're a political expert. On 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. I heard on Larry O'Connor's Morning Drive talk show in Washington, D.C. that Barack Obama still has a residency in Washington, D.C. in spite of having houses in Hawaii and Massachusetts. Um, there's a reason why he's still in D.C. when so many past presidents want to get away from that city. Dragon the Great welcomes you to the situation with Michael Brown. Text 33103 with the keyword Mike. The so-called talent would like you to download the iHeart app. Favorite the situation with Michael Brown and the weekend with Michael Brown. You can click the red microphone button to leave a talkback. It is a great way to leave a compliment for Dragon. Finally check out all of the great work from Dragon by going to michaelsaysgohere.com. Back to you Dragon and Mr. Head Goober aka so-called talent. Uh, to, the, to the talk back. We talked about that. Uh, maybe, maybe you were listening to Larry O'Connor the other day. But we've talked about that. Barack Obama has a home in a neighborhood called Calorama. Uh, it's a it's a very elegant neighborhood, Adams Morgan area. Um, Dumbarton Oaks Museum is near that. It's just there's it's a um, leafy, lots of vegetation, immaculate manicured lawns, mansions. It's um, a very elegant neighborhood. Uh, a lot of the Mansions are historic. They're owned by millionaires. It um, goes along uh, Rock Creek Parkway. It's just an amazing... Connecticut... I'm trying to think. Connecticut Avenue. What's the road? Anyway, in, in this particular area, there's all sorts of really you know hoity-toity uh, little coffee shops and cafes, sidewalk cafes and stuff. This is the neighborhood, other than parts of Georgetown. This is the neighborhood. But what you said about Barack Obama having a home there instead of Hawaii and Massachusetts is slightly incorrect. Barack Obama has a $12 million home on either Martha's Vineyard or somewhere, Cape Cod area, and this home in Colorado. Interesting, I don't think he has a home in, in Hawaii, but I may be, I might be incorrect about that one. He is, as far as I know, the only ex-president to ever stay in Washington, D.C. or to maintain a full-time residence. 
Now the theory was, or, or the statement was, when they when they bought this home, they were staying there because Sasha, I think it was Sasha, one one of the daughters, was still in school, and they didn't they, they didn't want to move away because she was going to friends or whatever whatever the hoity toity private school is. You know, it's, it's funny how I quickly forget a, a bunch of these things about D.C. that well, part of which I engaged in while I was there. But they were going to stay until she graduated. Well, she has since graduated from, I think, USC. So she's gone on to graduate from from the from the prep school to she's now gotten her bachelor's degree or whatever degree she got. She's got her four-year degree from USC. So she's long gone. And and they're long still there. And yes, I oops, sorry, Dragon, I touched the microphone. Uh-oh. Um we have a no-touch policy now for fear it will fall on my lap. There is no question in my mind, knowing how DC works, there are, you know, if, again, you do a Venn diagram or you do any sort of, you know, you've seen these diagrams where you put people all in a box, people's names, and then you draw lines to all the connections. Well, when you do that, with connections of people in Washington, D.C., and I, I, I will even throw myself into this. It's a Jackson Pollock painting. That's what it looks like. Just, there's so many lines drawn that it's just all over the place. So why would Barack Obama stay in Colorado? Why, why would he, well, first of all, because, you know, when you've been a community organizer, and you know, you, you really care about, you know, the downtrodden, homeless, black communities in South Side of Chicago, what do you do? You move into the most elite place in Washington, D.C. Yeah, because you're a community organizer who suddenly is, you know, I want to be president. Not because I want to be president, because I want to be a millionaire. I, I, I want to do a job for four years or eight years, you know, that pays a salary of $400,000 a year, which you still have to use to pay for some of your living expenses, you don't just pocket $400,000. I mean, that may be something people don't understand about the presidency. Yes, they have a wonderful chef. And, 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 the, and the Navy chefs that run the White House mess are cooks extraordinaire, overseen by a private chef. Oh, by the way, which is on the payroll usually. But your food your dry cleaning expenses, the laundry, uh, you know, you, you maybe not cable TV. I was going to say maybe your cable TV, but not your cable TV or internet, because they don't want the president on on, a, on on. They don't want the president using Xfinity for their for their internet searches while they're you know watching Pornhub in the residency, uh, or or Obama watching. I don't know. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not, you know what? I'm going to exercise discretion for once. So, Dragon, mark that. That's down. That's that's the only discretion for the week, right there. So, with all of these connections, and most of the staff that is in the Biden presidency comes from two sources. Uh, let me say three, three sources. But all three sources, they all intertwine. So they've all, so the people from these three sources have at one time worked in every single one of these three sources. The Democrat National Committee, the Biden Senate staff, 
and the Obama staff. They've all worked together somewhere at some time in any three of those places, and now they're all inside the White House. So, of course, this is the third term of the Obama presidency. And, of course, Obama... The other story that I told you, Mr. Talkback, was the press is not reporting on this story. As I told all of you other goobers, what, maybe a week or so ago, some freelancer has discovered that almost on a regular basis, the White House Chief of Staff, or in case he's unavailable, the Deputy Chief of Staff, or one of the Deputy Chiefs of Staff, someone from the Obama, um, I mean, from the Biden uh, White House political office or the comms office, maybe sometimes even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, let's see, the National Security Advisor, all of these people I've just named have drivers, a security detail, generally provided by the Secret Service, and so all of their cars, not all at the same time, but two or three at the same time, have all been seen parked outside the residence of Barack Obama, which, of course, is a gated home guarded by the U.S. Secret Service. So all the cars park along uh, probably, you know, Rock Creek Parkway, depending on where this particular home is. And they all go scurrying inside. And they meet. And they all come scurrying back to their cars like little rats. And they get in their cars. And the drivers drive them back to West Executive Drive, and they drop them off. And they walk into the into the West Wing at West Executive Drive, and they go back, and they and they do their duty, as has been delivered to them by Barack Obama. So there is no question in my mind that do you think Joe Biden really controls what goes on inside the West Wing? No, he does not. And based on my personal experience in D.C., when you have meetings like that on a regular basis, oh, you might have lunch. I mean, the Obamas might serve lunch. You might have some hors d'oeuvres. You might have some finger food or something. But it's not a party. It is a meeting. It is a strategy meeting. I have done so in the vice president's home in in Northern Virginia. I have done so in other cabinet secretaries' homes. And you talk about, here's what we need to be doing. Or in the case of the vice president, here's what we want you to do about XYZ. And generally that was about undisclosed locations. So yeah, it is. That's exactly what's going on. Um, I appeared on as I told you, News Nation the other evening, talking about the Maui wildfires. And, of course, News Nation posted that to their website, and it got onto Twitter. And a lot of people excoriated me for asking questions about how many USAR teams are there. It, it also it, found its way to michaelsaysgohere.com. Oh, did it? It did. Well, I wonder how that happened. Were you absent? Did we have a fill-in producer? Yeah, Kelly did all the work on that oh, okay, one. Okay, good. I just because I can't imagine she would do it. And I, I, I got blasted as I always do. 
I always know when I make TV appearances that I'm going to get blasted. And I got blasted for how dare I ask questions about what's going on. To help. So, Kareem, you're saying they are going to be there for the long haul, is what you're saying about FEMA, uh, not just in the immediate aftermath. I do want to ask you about a couple of different things here. One, there are records uh, that we have found that show Hawaii state government uh, really underestimated the deadly threat of the, these fires and were under-resourced, so they didn't spend enough to try and make sure that people were safe. Uh, the White House has said that the president has had frequent contact with Hawaii's congressional delegation and the governor, Governor Green. So I want to know if there, I know it's a delicate time, but has there been discussion from the president about some of these issues that have come up where there wasn't good preparation and there weren't good resources put in place before this that may have been able to prevent at least some of this disaster? So Sarah, those are incredibly important questions to ask and they should be asked. Oh, so you should be asking questions, except I'm not allowed to except that I will continue to do so. Because since that appearance the other day, other outlets have reached out, both print and online and broadcast. And so I will continue to ask the questions. And if anybody uh, questions my asking questions, I'll just simply refer them to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because she says that questions should be asked. Uh, no, no segue is the best segue. So all of the uh, C-suite, the suits, if you will, at uh, Budweiser, I think they've probably gotten doused enough to realize that their ship is taking on water. Yep, they see the waters coming across the bow. So maybe the working class rubes, I, I don't know, out in Jesus land, are, well, maybe, maybe they all, all those rubes will forget about all the decades of arrogantly pushing uh, you know, the transgenderism in in light of this. Budweiser, in a tweet, new can, same support for our nation's veterans. Our camo cans are now available nationwide. <laughs> so we've gone from Dylan Mulvaney on uh, Bud Light cans uh, that now we got manly cans. We've got cans that support our veterans. Des- do you smell the desperation? If you drink beer, which I do not, so I wouldn't be able to tell, but if you wouldn't mind spending just money for one can of Bud Light in a camel can, uh, would you taste it for me and tell me whether or not you can taste the desperation? Because I think there's desperation in this. I don't know. Now, their stated objective in doing the camel cans and supporting veterans was to change the customer base. Now, I thought that's what they were doing with Dylan Mulvaney. I thought they were changing their customer base to people liberal elitists find more appealing like the transsexuals. And the company has been committed to that course of action, and they've been admittedly uh, admittedly been uh, adhering to that course of action. But now they've suddenly decided that a camo can supporting veterans is somehow going to stop the downslide in the stock price and sales. <laughs> I want a rainbow can. Yeah, come on. I want all the suits at Budweiser to go to a rainbow can now. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, death to Budweiser. That's all I get. Just death to Budweiser. American Blacks. Again, no segues. Best, best segue. I, I'm just trying to get through a bunch of tabs I got here. Uh, American Blacks, whose lived experience. Now, again, I don't have that lived experience because I'm a dumb white guy. But I do try to understand. I have discussions with all of that. But American Blacks, whose lived experience is to feel put upon by, I guess, all the the favoritism they receive, you should be relieved to learn that there are alternatives to living in the land of the oppression. Yes. I've got good news for blacks who believe that America is an oppressive state. For those who want to shun their ancestral homeland, well, because Africa has barely emerged from the Stone Age, and, of course, you've got all of the crime going on in South Africa— Guess where you can now go? North Korea. Yes. North Korea will provide blacks a more modern alternative. And I, if you think, if you are a black in America and you think black isn't a, that America is an oppressive nation, then go to North Korea. Here's the news. North Korea has confirmed that the U.S. soldier Travis King is being detained in the country nearly a month after he bolted across the border. King has told investigators that he decided to enter North Korea because he harbored ill feelings against inhumane mistreatment and racial discrimination within the U.S. Army. This guy is some kind of stupid. I, 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 I cannot fathom what went through his mind. So he's, he's on patrol in the DMZ. And he just walks across into North Korea, where, of course, he's immediately detained. Now, I don't know about you, but I would think that one problem with critical race theory is that those fool enough to believe in it are egged on in that foolishness. It looks like King actually wanted to defect. The 20, again, going back to the news story, the 23-year-old also expressed his willingness to seek refuge in North Korea or a third country, saying that he was disillusioned at the unequal American society. According Now, this is according to the North Korean official news agency, so we'll just take it for what it's worth. But there seems to be enough different reports that he did defect because he was tired of the oppression in this country. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't find anything unequal about Marxist North Korea. Now, I mean that. I don't find anything at all unequal in Marxist, communist, North, tyrannical North Korea. Because that's a progressive utopia. Everybody's equal. Yeah. Everybody is equal in North Korea. Under the boots of Kim Jong-un and his leaders. Yeah. They're equal, all right. They're equally starving. They're equally, you know, brainwashed. They're equally lacking in civil rights, basic human amenities, everything. I bet that this guy, King, is probably now a little homesick. I bet he might miss, oh, he may be getting TV, but he's not, he, he's not watching Netflix well, maybe, you know what? Kim Jong-un loves porn. 
Maybe he's watching porn. Got to be some kind of dumbass. Got to be some kind of brainwashed individual. It just so happens he's black. And so he claims oppression? Really? Um, come back. Let's go to San Francisco. Because San Francisco was kind of turning into North Korea. That's next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brownie, Amazon's dangerous. Two, three days after a night of heavy drinking, weird crap started showing up on my porch. Well, we should investigate the cause of that. Because I can't imagine that there's any sort of correlation or causation between your drunkenness and a feces load of crap in boxes showing up on your front porch by Amazon. Best solution I've got for you to, for me to help you is... Uh... Send me your credit card number, your full name, the PIN number, yeah, and your, your social. Yeah, you know, just probably, for good measure. Yeah, couldn't hurt either. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and we'll, we'll investigate that for We you. will investigate that, and we will get back to you as soon as we move out of state. <laughs> yep, that's what we'll do. Where was I? <laughs> I've, lost, I've actually lost my place. Oh, we were talking about San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. Um, it, much like I've said, I want to go to Cuba before you know Raul Castro kicks the bucket, and and all and and all of the hotels and the casinos and the all the tourism moves in. I really do want to see Cuba the way it is frozen in time in what what, what would it be nineteen fifty eight nineteen fifty nine. Well, likewise, there are two cities that I want to see currently that I've been to in a couple of years. One is New York City. I knew you. I know New York pretty well. Back in my days as a baby lawyer, and I did a lot of bond work on Wall Street. Was very familiar with New York City. I love the Upper East Side. Some of the great restaurants, uh, Broadway actually going down into Chinatown and eating in just the hole-in-the-wall places. Oh, my God, such great, you know, every kind of, of Chinese cuisine that you can imagine. I miss that. I'd like to go back and see it again because I'd like to see it now because, you know, the occupancy rate is still, I, I still think it's below 50%. So I, and, and, of course, the crime is skyrocketing. I, I, I don't want to be a victim of the crime, but I'd like to see how bad that and the homelessness really is. The same is true for the once magnificently beautiful city of San Francisco. Now, I know San Francisco's always been a liberal city. But if you love culture, and if you love beauty, and if you love, you know, the the geographical beauty of of an urban area built on a bay like that, with with the Golden Gate Bridge, with the fort there at the base of, of of the bridge, which is now a park, 
uh, Marin County across Muir. It's just gorgeous. And again, uh, wonderful shopping. Again, Chinatown, some of the most magnificent restaurants in the entire world, San Francisco. Well, San Francisco is now in, in, entering what I would call, you know, we call talk about end-stage uh, 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 lung cancer, end-stage, you know, Alzheimer's, whatever it might be. Well, San Francisco is entering end-stage liberalism, end-stage Marxism. The mess is piled up so badly that Democrats can't avoid stepping in what they've actually created. To quote from this story, officials at the United States Department of Health and Human Services, how it can't be any more ironic than this, the United States Department of Health and Human Services, the very people that spend our tax dollars on stupid, ineffective COVID shots or lockdowns or homeless programs, all these welfare programs, those people advise hundreds of employees in San Francisco to work remotely for the foreseeable future Why? Let me quote from the story. (laughs) Pay attention closely. They want them to work remotely for, for the foreseeable future, quote, due to public safety concerns outside the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building on 7th Street, close quote. I love this story. I'm sad. I still want to go see San Francisco. I, I still want to, you know, I, I, I just want to, um, as my friend who works for the whole, for the homeless organization here in Denver, who wants me to see what she sees downtown, but not from a car. She wants me to go walking. The same thing is true in San Francisco. I don't want to get an Uber. I don't want to rent a car. Well, I'll rent a car. But I, I, I want to actually walk the streets of San Francisco. I know, call me crazy, but I want to see just how, if the Department of Human Health, of Health and Human Services is advising people in the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building not to come to work for the foreseeable future, don't come back until we tell you to come back, it's got to be pretty damn bad. I don't think anybody could be more Democrat than federal bureaucrats that are absolutely corroding this nation inside a building named after nasty Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco. This is the perfect this is the perfect combination of ingredients to show what Democrats do, and then when they do do it, they're like, "Oh my God, this is awful! Uh, don't 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 come to work." You know, it's too bad they can't give themselves an exemption from local conditions. But their policies has made that once beautiful city unlivable for everybody. So you know what word is appropriate here? You got it. Equity. Equity has been achieved. And San Francisco is proof of what happens when you reach equity. Federal workers, you stay home. Your elite, 
So you, you're, you're part of the ruling elite of the cabal. So you stay home and you stay away from the crime and the feces and the needles and the, the panhandling and the aggressiveness and the crime and the smashing grabs and all of that. You stay home. We'll protect you in your home. Well, everybody else, the rubes that are the taxpayers that are paying their salaries, have to deal with all of that on the streets of San Francisco. Okay. Dozens of dealers routinely plant themselves on next to or across the street from the property, operating in shifts as users smoke, snort, or shoot up their recent purchases. The property's concrete benches are especially popular site for users to get high, socialize, or pass out. Wow. Isn't that... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dragon whispered in my ear. Check your email when you have a chance. I miss this. you got to see this. I just sent this to you. <laughs> San Francisco, quote, doom loop walking tour gets, gets visitors close and personal to the squalor and it's already sold out. Tourists curious, Dragon, I'll, I'll pay for your airfare. We'll stay at the Fairmont. Really nice hotel. We won't stay on the same floor because I don't want to be anywhere near you. Uh, you, we, I'll buy you breakfast. You know, I'll get you whatever you eat for breakfast. And then we're going to go on this walking tour. Tourists curious about San Francisco's urban decay of abandoned shops, open-air drug use, and homeless encampments can get a guided tour of the whole thing. A street-savvy guide fed up with the lack of action by the local government says they will take people on the so-called Doom Loop walking tour to see the worst of the city for themselves. Here's the ad. You've read the headlines. You've seen the tweets. Now get close and personal to the doom and squalor of downtown San Francisco. How can a city with a $14.6 billion annual budget be a model of urban decay? How can it spend $776.8 million per year on the popo and have no rule of law to show for it? Discover the policy choices that made America's wealthiest city the nation's innovative leader of housing crisis, addiction crisis, mental health crisis, and unrepentant crime crisis. <laughs> ah, you're the best damn producer ever. And of course, the story is accompanied by a photo of a bearded homeless man tattooed up. Travis Hayes, 65, injects what he says is the synthetic drug fentanyl across the street from where San Francisco Mayor London Breen just held a news conference introducing legislation to curb the rise of deadly overdoses in the city. It, doesn't, it does not get any better than this. When I say that this republic is on the road to decay and destruction, there's no better proof than New York, well, downtown Denver, and San Francisco, maybe Los Angeles, the last time I was in Los Angeles, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago. My favorite Mexican place on the south side of downtown L.A. You now park inside a bricked wall with razor wire across the top of the bricks to get into the restaurant. Yep. And so, curious me, I'm going to get killed one of these days. Curious me, walked around the block where the restaurant is. I've never seen such squalor in my life. It was truly... I've been in squalor in third world countries. It was worse than some of these third world countries. 
and Democrats have done every single thing to create this. And Republicans, you've done every single thing to not stop it. Yeah, I'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. light earlier someone sent me a text message and said they were golfing with a buddy out east somewhere and they ran out of beer and he went into the clubhouse to get another 12 pack and in the clubhouse they asked well what do you want and he said bud light and he said everything went silent and everybody looked at him and then he realized it and he turned and he said i meant coors light and then all the noise and the discussion and heads turned back to what they were doing. He says it was just like a scene out of the Star Wars bar scene. Well, yeah, Danny, you ordered, you ordered Bud Light. And you were, what, in, in North or South Carolina or Georgia? What would you expect, boy? Huh? What, what, what were you thinking? Good grief. Of course it's going to happen. And then I get excoriated earlier in the text messages for going to Target. Well, I don't go to Target. I just like to say Target. I couldn't tell you the last time I was in a Target. In fact, I quit doing my some a couple of my prescriptions. I took out a Target. Oh, the, the CVSs are in Target, and uh, I'm just not doing that. I enjoy this text message that we got that says, Mike, if you go on that Doom Loop tour, please know that that walking tour will turn into a running tour. <laughs> I wonder what the concealed carry laws are in San Francisco. My guess is non-existent. Yeah. So we'll just, we'll just have to take a nine iron or a baseball bat. Or I don't know, maybe maybe a sword. Didn't we have somebody chasing people with a sword in one of our taxpayer relief shots or something? That sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. It sounds like that. we've heard that somewhere before. Well, let's go back to Target. Target misses its first quarterly revenue in six years. And what do they cite? Oh, come on, don't tell me it's going to do this. All right, let me move here. Target misses... 
Courtney Reagan is here with the numbers. Court. Yeah, Melissa, so let's get through this. There's a lot here. Target second quarter earnings coming in at $1.80 per share. That's 41 cents above consensus, but the profit was not driven by sales. Revenue at $24.77 billion, below $25.16 billion estimated. Also slashing full year earnings guidance. This even after this quarter's huge beat. So it's now expecting between $7 and $8. That's down from $7.75 to $8.75. It's also bringing down its sales expectations to mid-single-digit declines rather than low-single-digit decline to low-single-digit increase. Target's comparable sales down 5.4%. That is well below estimates for a 3.7% drop, also the first decrease since 2016. The retailer says discretionary categories again weak, while food, beverage, essentials, beauty, those frequency categories, those were stronger. Digital sales down 10.5%. That's the third straight quarter of declines and the worst performance since Target has been giving this number. Inventory fell 17% and lower markdowns did help to lift gross margins. Operating margins also better than expected. But at 4.8%, that's about half of the level where it was two years ago at 9.8%. On a call with media, Target CEO Brian Cornell pointed to macro pressures, including inflation. Macro pressure including inflation for tempering sales, but also, quote, negative guest reaction to our pride collection. Oh, no feces, Sherlock, really? He also continued to say negative reaction to our pride assortment and added after adjusting mid-quarter to address safety concerns, the business recovered steadily in July. I asked Cornell to clarify that the response by some consumers to the Pride merchandise was material enough that it impacted sales, but then after Target removed some of the merchandise or moved it in some stores, the trends changed. He said, quote, you describe it very accurately. We only took actions in the month of June. We wanted to make sure we're focused on the safety of our teams and the safety of our guests. Once we took those actions and addressed the situation, we certainly saw things normalize. Oh, really? I don't think anybody was in danger. People just weren't shopping. And you know why? Look, we're not homophobic. I, I, I support gay couples. I support all of that. But you know what? We're all the same. We don't need to be pushing all of these agendas. I go into a store. I just want to see your products. And I just want to buy quality products at a reasonable price, and that's pretty much it. Don't lecture me wherever I go. That's pretty much all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.